songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover, and this episode I am host free. Or no, that's not true. I'm a host. I am co-host free, but I am joined by a, an exciting guest. She's an on-camera personality. She's an influencer. She's a fellow podcaster. She's a multi-hyphenate, okay? Allie Levine. Hello. Hi. So excited to be here. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, so I have three kids. They are all boys. Four eight and 10. What you got over there, Allie? Dude, you are super mama. Like, holy. <laughs> uh, well, so I had two girls and uh, one is to about to almost two and a half and the other is almost four months old. Oh my gosh, you are in it. I am in it. I am definitely in it. I actually just texted my husband and said, how are we doing? Do I need to, you know, whip the boob out while I'm recording? Like, <laughs> does she need to nurse? What's happening? <laughs> That would be amazing. I don't think anyone in the history of this show, and, and it's been like four years, I don't think anyone's ever nursed on air. So that'll be oh very exciting. Oh my God, that's exciting. the first thing. Can I just tell you, like every show I've been on lately, like especially if it's not obviously on camera, and if it is on camera, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to like move this a little bit while I just <laughs> nurse for a second because like struggle is real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Four months and a two and a half year, like a two and a half year old period will break anyone. And then oh, yeah. toddler intensity for sure. Tremend- tremendous twos in all and in, in all moments. And then, um, yeah, the second she'll be four months at the end of um, this month of uh, September, uh, depending when this obviously comes out. But um, yeah, so, you know, two under two, basically, it's um, it's intense. <laughs> oh, yes, I have been there. And it is honestly one of the biggest things that has broken me of all time (laughs) yeah yeah it's really intense uh is your is your two and a half year old like is she helpful or how is she doing with everything you know to be honest I don't want to jinx myself with saying this out loud but she's actually really really helpful and she has to nurturing nature about her um Amelia is my oldest and she's she's just so good with her baby sister like she well, yesterday we were laying on the bed and we were just relaxing and I put on a little show for her while I was handling something and Arlie was laying next to her my little one and she had her arm around her and was cuddling her and I looked at her and I was like you're such a big sister mama is so proud of you and she looked at me and she goes oh you're proud of me and I was like yes I am you know like and I think she like actually really felt me like be so proud because she's so nurturing like of course she has her moments but she's never really jealous of Arlie it's more of she's jealous of wanting mama's attention like I realize some days if I'm holding Arlie a lot because she she's you know clustering or nursing a lot whatever it may be as a baby Amelia definitely wants to like sit on me and will like climb up on me while I'm <laughs> the boob. And I'm like, okay, there's only so much room on this lap right now. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but she's a very nurturing big sister. And she like will run and get the wipes. Or like if she spits up on me, I'll be like, Amelia, Amelia, emergency. And she'll run over and get the burp cloth and be like, oh, here, mama. Like she's very, very helpful in that sense. It's more of like, when she wants me on her own, it's like, um, I'm going to pull on you and I'm going to let you know. Like, yeah. I was you know what I mean? Oh, man. I wonder, you know, I, I do. I do think that for the most part, gender is a construct. And, you know, it, there's there's 
people come in all kinds, but I have to say my friends who have uh, firstborn girls seem to echo what you are saying that they're that their firstborn girls are like helpful with the baby. When my second kid was born, um, my son, my oldest son, and that's when it was uh, two, two under two, my oldest son said, like pointed at the baby and said, no, no. <laughs> and that kind of summed it up. Like he was like, can you um send it back? <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, and that was like amplified with the third kid because he was just like I'm I don't like this person he everything was better with when he was not here and I wish I was an only child <sighs> everything's better now but that was rough <laughs> I bet it's it's intense I mean and it's like you know you you're you're like exhausted obviously and you're trying to like give to everyone you're like oh my god but at the same time they're like these little people that have like these crazy emotions and they're trying to like handle them and it's like I had no idea how heavy my daughter being too how heavy her emotions are like some days I'm like oh my gosh girl you're too and you got a lot of emotions (laughs) (laughs) yeah they do well hey uh Allie where are you located are you also in Los Angeles I'm right outside of LA but yeah we originally um we're like living when we moved out from New York 10 years ago, we were living in the city. And now because of having, you know, two little ones and everything else in life, we're outside of the city, but yeah, we're right outside of LA. Got it. Um, so where I am right now, I mean, I think I talked about it a little bit in the, in the last episode that I recorded, but, um, so, you know, we've been in quarantine for six months. We haven't really gone anywhere except to go camping and um, the kids are doing distance learning, and it's been really relentless and intense. And I feel like lately I haven't been talking about it too much because <laughs> because the last six months have been so relentless and intense. And I, you know, I know how exhausted I am from it, and I almost feel bad talking about it on the show because it's. I feel like a broken record. Like, it's just like, well, here we are. It's still a fucking pandemic. And I'm still <laughs> in my fucking house with these lunatics. Um, but now there are all these wildfires. So it's it's not only it's it's not only like 90 degrees outside and there's uh, a pandemic that is like uh, large and in charge in the Los Angeles area. You know, I have friends in Minneapolis where I grew up. They're posting pictures. They're like, they're they're going to school in real life, and they're like hanging out with friends and going to parties. And oh my god, I'm just it. it I, kinda... I feel for you because it, it's same with us. Like most of California is pretty much locked down. I know we're not like locked down, locked down, but we're in quarantine still like everyone's being very you know careful to their bubbles so have we especially obviously being pregnant in quarantine and then having a baby you know during oh my the god you had um, a baby during the pandemic yes, i did i had a baby during the pandemic and when arlie was born the riots broke out when i was at theater <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That'll be a fun story to tell her down the road. By the way, (laughs) this is how you were born. I'll never forget. We were like in 
our, you know, uh, we had just been moved over to our postpartum room and, you know, what we're like gazing at Arlie and it's like just, you know, the beginning moments and they come running in and they're like, we're going to shut the vents in here because there's smoke coming in. So we're going to close them. And we just look at them like, huh? And we turn on the news and every single station is just fire in a blaze. I have to laugh because I was like ready to cry. And it was like just fire everywhere, riots, mayhem. Justin looks out the window and he's like, oh yeah, look at all the police lined up outside. Like, oh my God. And I was like, Oh my God, welcome to the world, Arlie. And honestly, Betsy, that's how she was, that's how she was named. Like we had been debating on all different A names because I wanted to do another A after Amelia was an A and I'm an A. And so I selfishly want like, you know, A girls. And so I was, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I had all these names written out in my phone and we were going back and forth, back and forth. And we started looking up the meanings behind different names. And Arlie in Hebrew, because I'm half Jewish, means promise. And I was like, all right, baby girl, you are the promise of a sweet new world. So that's going to be your name. And so that's how we named her. That's really beautiful. Thank oh, my you. God. Allie, are you guys doing Rosh Hashanah? Because we've never celebrated Rosh Hashanah. And I'm feeling like I, I think it's tomorrow and I haven't planned anything. And But there's like this... Martha Stewart Pinterest part of me that's like, I gotta make a brisket and I gotta like do a whole bunch of fucking stuff because we gotta teach our kids their, you know, cultural heritage and, uh, oh boy, I'm just, uh, not on the ball. Oh my God. I'm not on the ball either. Are you kidding? Uh, no, first off being <laughs> totally real. My husband does most of the cooking. I am not a cook. I'm, I would say I'm a pretty bad cook. Um, last night he was making meatballs and he asked me to turn them over in the oven because he was helping put something together for Amelia. And I was, <laughs> I was having trouble turning them over. And I was like, is it okay that some of them are like breaking because, and he's like, well, try not to have them break. <laughs> I am so not that mom, like straight up. So no, I am not thinking of making a brisket or. (laughs) Man, if I make it happen, it's going to be real last minute. I don't know. I mean, although it's also not like our kids are going to be like, I mean, first of all, they're never going to be like, hey, we never celebrated Rosh Hashanah, which is something we've never fucking done in the first place. And even if even if we do it in like a week, they're not going to be like, wait a second, Rosh Hashanah was seven days ago. And, t- you know, like they're not going to fuck. I don't know. No, they're not. They're not. And you could totally probably like two weeks from now be like, hey, it's uh, Rosh Hashanah. We're going to do it because, you know, it's the first one in the pandemic. Why not? I mean, I feel like honestly right now, especially all of us being like that are in California and are living this. I feel like it's like anything goes like there are mornings where we freaking sleep in till 11 in the morning. And it's like, oh, well, that's what we did. Like, you know, it's like it's just this is straight up survival mode. Like this is not obviously our normal world. This is not, you know, what um, anyone could have ever expected. And then you add the fires, like you said, same with us. (laughs) The air was so bad the last few days. So smoky. I couldn't even take the girls for a walk. It was so nasty. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, add all the things and you're just like, oh, okay. So I'm just going to stay at home in my little bubble and try not to lose my mind and get on uh, the hundred Zoom calls today. And That's what's been really, that's, that's one of the main things that's been breaking me is just that it's been, like you said, it was sort of like anything goes, this is just survival, but we've been doing that for six months. It's so exhausting. And like you said, now the air quality is such 
uh, where we live, we can't go outside. It it's so we we can't go anywhere already because of pandemic, and then uh, we can't go outside to take walks or to play in the backyard because the air quality is so bad from these fires, and it's just so enormous and and just it's it's relentless and it's uh ooh that has been breaking me so you know Mindy Kaling she was on the office she is from the Mindy project she's an actor she's a comedian she's hilarious and she's also a best selling author She's actually had two best-selling memoirs all about her sort of awkward coming of age. Well, now Mindy Kaling is a mom, and she has written a new short story collection called Nothing Like I Imagined. It's all about how she's juggling the demands of her career with the demands of new motherhood. She's sharing the ups and downs of being her own husband. It's six hilarious short audio stories from Amazon Original Stories, and they're all written and narrated by Mindy. You can listen on the go because it's available in audio and ebook format. And this is very exciting. If you are an Amazon Prime member, you can listen and you can read for free. So download it today at Amazon.com slash Mindy Stories. That's Amazon.com slash Mindy Stories. And check out Nothing Like I Imagined. Our sponsor this week is Bombas. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. That is quite a claim. But I have to say, Amanda and I agree. They have a really great product. They've literally rethought every little detail of socks that we wear to make them way more comfortable. My favorite Bombas are the little slipper socks. They're cotton. They fit great. They're not too tight. They're not too loose. And because they're cotton, they feel really good. But these socks do more than just keep your feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. Because for every pair of socks, that you purchase. Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. So give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash WMD. That's Bombas, like we're the bomb. B O M B A S dot com slash WMD for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash WMD. Get cozy. So let's see. So my, my kids are obsessed with this YouTube uh, thing where you um, run song lyrics through Google Translate and then you uh and then it's like haha like check out Google Translate thought that this you know these words meant this and it's like you know inappropriate nonsensical insane um and there's this woman on YouTube that they they love watching her channel and she just she does it with all kinds of um songs like she you know all sorts of popular songs and she'll just run run it through google translate a bunch of times and and then she'll sing these new lyrics to the to the regular tune and uh, and they just love it and they think it's so funny but so now my my now 10 year old oh my god that's so crazy 
Um, <laughs> you know, like when they, no, I was like, you know, when they have a birthday and then you're like, oh, wow, now I have to say this. Okay, so my 10 year old, he made his own one for um, some song called like Big Shack or maybe. Maybe the artist is called Big Shack. I don't exactly know that Peppa Pig is involved. I'm I don't know what's happening. Um, but anyway, the kids are obsessed with this Big Shack song called like Not Hot. I don't understand. I'm a hundred years old, Allie. I don't know. Um, so he ran that song through Google Translate and um and then he wrote it all down and it's probably like a full page of just um of of just like uh nonsense and so I had just done bedtime I had just found out that I had to do some work I had to put on a face of it was like 9 p.m I had to put on makeup do my hair set up a whole fucking thing so that I could act out a scene for an audition and then send it in. So it's like 9 p.m., the end of a long day. I'm doing, you know, fucking bedtime with three kids alone. And and I'm just like over fucking everything. And the last thing I want to do now is go tap dance hard for a job in, you know, full hair and makeup. Um, But <clears throat> so bedtime is finally over. And I'm like, think god it's over i can get to this work so i can like be done with this fucking day and um and as i'm like leaving the room uh so okay so i'm like rushing around trying to get this set up like <laughs> because we're because actors are auditioning from home you have to have like your whole like fucking set up like your whole video so I've got a light and I've got to set up my camera a certain way and I've got to find a place in the room where I can set up this like backdrop because there's no place in my house that has like one big you know um blank wall so so you've got to like cover it all up and it's a whole fucking thing and uh so I'm rushing in and out of my room trying to figure this out and trying to get ready And my son, my 10 year old comes out of his room and he's like, I want you to read this, uh, this trans, this translation of Big Shaq's Not Hot song. And, and I'm like, oh, sweetie, I, uh, I can't right now. I'm, I'm trying to get some work done. You know, it's late. And and he's like, come on, just look at it. It's going to take two seconds. And he's like really mad. And he hands me a phone. I don't even know why he had a fucking phone. He hands me a phone. He and he's like, "Just read it. It's funny." And I look at it and it's just fucking nonsense. And not only is it nonsense, but it's like um uh like some of it is like inappropriate. Like there's like the word bitches in there and like there's there's like reference to assault. Like it, it was just like so inappropriate. So I look at this long thing of gibberish and he wants me to read it. And he his expectation is that I'm going to read this and think it is also super funny. But I'm like, I got so much to do right now. I, I All I want to do is just relax and, it, you know, the relentlessness of everything. And um, and I'm just like, no, Rex, I can't. I Like I look at it and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I can't look at this right now. I have I can't do this right now. Um, and he got so 
angry at me and was like yelling at me like you can't just look at something for one minute like it's only gonna take 10 seconds it's not 10 seconds worth of reading and and I found out later that it was actually something that he had translated so I think that was part of it is that he just he he was like I did this I think it's funny it's emulating this thing that I like but um you know and I felt bad because I wasn't supporting him in that moment but also like i'm not fucking interested it's hard because they they want you to be interested in stuff that is really boring or stuff that you like really actively don't like and um and it was it wasn't even just that it was an a google translate of a song that i knew and i could be like yeah that is funny that it that they thought this this lyric was this but it was to a song that I didn't even know. So it wasn't, there was no way for it to be funny. And, uh, and you know, as my husband and I are both comedians, and so we are often <laughs> asked in our house by our children, like, isn't this funny? Or, And it rarely is. And uh, I guess that, that just really broke me. I was just like, I, I'm done with the fucking day. I'm done with bedtime. I don't want to look at this thing. It's not funny. Uh, I want to leave my house. <laughs> it sounds like, like I'm listening to you and I'm like literally getting emotional for you because it sounds like it was just like so much. And then it was like, you finally felt like you got everything handled for bedtime. Like, okay, that's done. Check that off my list. Now I can deal with my shit. I got to deal with this. I don't even want to like turn it on and get this together and the whole thing because I'm exhausted. And then it's like, oh, and now I have to handle this. And I'm trying to like be supportive of you. And I'm trying to like be present to you. But like, really, I just don't give a shit right now. I'm trying to deal with my own shit. And you're just breaking me because like, I just cannot give to you right now. And like, I feel for you because there's so many days where you're just like, especially right now in this freaking world. It's like, I can't give to you anymore. I can't even give to my freaking self. Forget you. Yes. Thank you, Allie. You fucking just, you just summarized everything I just said, everything I felt. Uh, and I feel like validated and seen. I really, that oh sounds God, sarcastic. Right now, like, oh my, I feel for you listening. Like I literally, like I was sitting there. I didn't want you to think I wasn't like there, but I was like sitting there like engrossly listening, like, Oh my gosh, like that, there's just so much. And that's the thing. It's like, we all feel like that right now, right? It's like, there's so much going on. There's so much to do. We're all freaking doing like the best we can right now. It's like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, dude, if you're not like thriving, as long as you're surviving, like that's all that matters. Like there are days where I feel like, yes, I got these million things done and okay, cool. And I'm super mom. And there's so many days where I don't feel like that. And I'm like, Haha, I'm barely surviving. I can't even get out of bed. I'm trying to nurse. I've got milk spilled all over me. Oh, there's poop on my foot. Oh, Amelia's running around all the place. There's shit on the floor the cat just threw up like I mean you know what I mean it's just like there's so much going on and then because we're in our homes and like not really getting a new environment I think it's just <sighs> becoming so much more intense and multiplied because it's like our home is our safe haven right like we all love our homes but like how much do you love your home when this is like, oh, this is no longer just your safe haven. This is now your jail, your prison. Like, <laughs> I, I hate saying 
that because it's like I know everyone's like safe at home, so you're safe at home, blah blah blah. I get it. Like I'm grateful to be home and be healthy and be with my family. But like, let's be real, it's freaking hard. I'm like, we're all in the same, you know, bubbles together. I mean, look, my husband had like at night, like there's some nights where we're like we'll hang out and we'll watch a movie and we'll like hang out together. And there's some nights where he's like, I am exhausted. Work was hard. I just want to freaking play my video games have a you know a drink tune out and like be done and it's like all right cool then like that's what you need to do i'm gonna go to my office while the baby's taking a little nap i'm gonna you know do some emails I, i'm gonna go watch a show like every freaking day is different and it's like i think that's the big message right it's like different things are gonna freaking break you at a different level right now especially and you have to just be like it's okay because it's just what it is right now so like I completely feel for you and hearing you say that like I'm sitting there getting agitated for you like she doesn't want to look at it just don't show her she doesn't want to look at it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I wish you could have just popped out of the closet that day and (laughs) she doesn't want to look at it stop it Yeah, and I feel bad too because they are all, you know, they are also experiencing these things, certainly with different worries and different anxieties. But so, like, I want also, Ari was saying, my husband Ari was like, you know, normally they would be able to share with peers or like with their school, you know, classmates, they would be able to to be like, haha, check this out, but they can't do that. So they only have us to do that with and so I was like oh no like now I feel extra bad because they're like lonely and isolated and and all they want to do is just show this stupid thing to someone but yeah it's um man I was thinking back Allie to when um when you were saying you were in the hospital and you had just given birth and I remember at that moment in time how how I was emotionally just with the, uh, you know, just with the quarantine and with uh, distance learning at the time in the spring was just like an absolute like fucking nightmare. And uh, and then with um, with protests and uh, everything that was going on in our country at that time. And that was breaking me like really hard like I was kind of catatonic I was I was having a really rough time then and just imagining that you on top of that then (laughs) were giving birth and coming home with a newborn and healing you know it's um like fucking uh I salute you Oh, thank you. I mean, listen, it totally broke me. Um, I mean, so first off, being pregnant in quarantine was a shit show. Um, I mean, just feeling like you literally, you know, you already feel like you can't move just being pregnant, right? You're so huge. You know, you like you can't move. You feel like you just want to lay in bed the whole time. Obviously, that can't happen with a toddler. So I'm, you know, doing the best I can do. I mean, I'll never forget it before quarantine, just in first trimester, I was sick as a dog. You know, Justin was at work, you know, normal life. And I just remember like trying to play with Amelia and laying on the mat, like her play mat and just laying there like, oh my God, like this is breaking me. Like, oh my God, I can barely even like roll over to like play tea with you because I have to run and throw up every two seconds. And like, I could barely even like do anything for you. How the hell am I going to manage to? And thank God, you know, that, you know, feeling passed in the sense of the, you know, after 20 or 21 weeks, my nausea finally went away, but it was just so intense for me. And then, you know, you go into quarantine 
And now it's like, okay, I can barely move. I'm trying to handle you and handle the house and do all the things and somewhat do a little bit of work and whatever. And it was just so freaking intense for me. And it was so like, you just said like catatonic, like there were days where it was like, do I really have to move? Do I really have to like get out of bed? Because I am so just out of it. Like I can't even think about it. And, you know, I think for me, when I like I was really like feeling that like heaviness, I had to like really, after having a screaming moment and crying and like all of these things, I had to really like say to myself, like, okay, am I going to cry through the rest of this pregnancy and quarantine because like this seems to be my reality this isn't changing or am I going to try to do something about it and I was so grateful that Justin you know was home at that point you know they had moved everybody home from the offices and so he was able to step in and help with Amelia and give me a little bit more space but like I mean it was really hard and I had to honestly like decide that at one point I was no longer going to cry about it that much anymore and I was going to just kind of surrender to it and just say well you know what fuck it I'm home and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just here and I got to stay in a somewhat of a positive mindset because I've got a baby inside of me. And, you know, I believe, you know, in energy and everything. And so I was trying really to stay positive for her. So I think for me, like every time I would feel super broken and everything, I would just go to my journal and like write out a few things I was grateful for, even if it was like, literally, I would cry over it and write it down. It was just like, okay, a reminder of like little things to keep me not feeling so broken, because everything was so freaking heavy. That sounds like a honestly a really healthy way to deal with shit to write it down in a journal. I was just uh, it's a working day drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't have that oh, choice. <laughs> I remember you know? Allie, the being pregnant with a uh with a toddler, how hard that was. And and on top of that, I remember feeling like you were saying like you couldn't really move, you were so exhausted. I also remember feeling really guilty like I I wanted to give you a sibling like and I thought it was a gift. Now I'm seeing like, oh, no, it's actually, you know, taking me from you and I can't enjoy this. T-. And it, it was just like guilt on top of exhaustion. And it, it's it's a that's such a challenging life transition. And uh, and I think, uh, well, on top of it, if it was, um, you know, as soon as we were quarantining as well, um stuff that you might rely on normally. For example, some people have someone come and clean their house. Um, and, you know, you all of a sudden you couldn't have that. And so it was like, uh, you know, you, there was a lot more on everyone's plate in terms of childcare and housework and, um, and even just like feeding your family. Um, all that stuff was kind of uh, dumped on everyone in a, in a big way and in, in a new and unexpected way, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, totally unexpected. And I, and thank you for saying that about, you know, the toddler also, like I felt the same way. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, especially because it's another girl and you have a sister and this and that. And then when, you know, especially in the beginning, now we're getting somewhat slowly into a rhythm, but in the beginning, beginning, as much as 
Amelia loves Arlie and we want to hold her every two seconds and you know and oh my baby sister and so sweet and so nurturing she still really wants me and so it was like so mm -hmm. hard for me some days to like sit there and not be able to give to her and just be like I need you to play right now I need you to go play in your kitchen <sighs> mama has to feed Arlie like Arlie's nursing a lot right now I really need you to you know and I would feel so bad because all she'd want would be just to sit on top of me basically and like you know basically if she could get back on the boob and you know just be there with me and I'm like Amelia not right now I really have to deal with Arlie like Arlie's really fussy we had like five poop explosions like I'm exhausted it's only <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon lady friend I have been there oh my god i feel that i was like in a time machine with you just now Ugh. oh god i'm sorry <laughs> back to that then. Oh my god. well those of you uh those of you listening who are who are in that time machine uh in uh in real time i salute you fucking car car because that's a that's a challenging place to be <laughs> It, it's it's intense you know especially like you said in this time where everything's just like you're home and there's no real like true escape it's like holy crap I'm really I'm really in the shit <laughs> yeah honestly I had been when, when quarantine started in the spring I was so stressed out so I had actually uh I had quit drinking for like three months and uh because I had been I was it was like my only way of coping uh, just with all the pressure and stress and fear and anxiety. I was drinking so much. Um, and uh, and but also like fucking I miss drinking so much. And uh, and and part of me was like, well, am I am I quitting forever Am I just quitting for now? Like, am I just taking a step back, you know, to make uh, sure that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I am with that, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, look, it's hard. And I feel like at this time, there really is no right or wrong answer, right? Like nobody knows. Right. We all have no freaking clue. Like you said, this was originally, hey, it's going to be just a little bit as we get things worked out and all good. And now we're here six months later going holy crap, is this how 2020 is going to end? And it's like the scary reality is maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe. Um, and so it's just like, like what the hell are you supposed to do and think in that, right? Like if you can't feel like you're really going back to way, you know, you used to be, you're going to feel freaking broken. It's going to feel heavy. You're going to feel like, oh my God, like this, like you just said, like you're just like catatonic, you're in the shit. Like how do I feel better? And it's like, look, there's some days I do feel better. And I'm like, thank God for those days. And then there's some days where I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. I can't believe I have two under two in this time. Like, thank God my husband is home because I'm losing my shit. And it's just, it's crazy, you know? And it's yeah. like, I think we all have to be real with ourselves and say like, it's okay to freaking be broken because like right now I kind of feel like 2020 is broken. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yes, I'm glad that you said that because, yeah, I think it's hard too because we're um, we're not all 
over the world or even in the states like all kind of synced up with each other some some people are like i said like some of my facebook friends are they're going to school they're going to parties and then some of us are like not leaving our house not going grocery shopping in person so it's it's also hard because for some people life is kind of i think kind of back to normal and then for some of us we're still in this thing and it's hard because then we're culturally we're kind of like well everything's fine right like we're all kind of back to normal and so like we're all kind of trying to work and it's kind of business you know like as normal what is this what business is normal is that a as normal right yeah okay sure no and I know what you're saying I mean and you make a good point but it's like and even you know other parts of the country sure whatever they're doing something different but the thing is is like let's be real even the ones that are like quote-unquote open open everyone still feels that heaviness like I've talked to so many people on social media from all different states and even other countries and they're like it still feels weird it's still you're still like kind of distancing you're still like you know maybe not with your own bubble but like with everybody else you're still kind of wondering like is this is it done are we good what's happening like there's just so much I feel like uncertainty and so much also shifting and changing that I just think that there's just a lot you know and it's like we're all just kind of in it and are like okay well I'm just doing the best I can and like that's the best I can do but I kind of feel like at the same time you know with this pandemic and everything and like you know you being a mom of three especially probably can like relate to this it's like in a way, this brokenness of what this pandemic has done, it's kind of like the same shit you when you first enter into motherhood. Like you just feel like everything <laughs> is out of control. Nothing is in your control. Yes. Every day is different. Everything's shook up for you. You don't have an answer to anything. Everything's uncertain and you're just trying to survive. Yeah, you are so right. 100%. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You are not alone because we all are also living in 2020. Personally, I have been having so much trouble unwinding and going to sleep at night. I have been searching for anything that could help, and then I discovered Feels. So Feels is a premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. It comes in this little vial. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and then you feel the difference within minutes. There's no high. There's no hangover or addiction. It just works naturally to help you feel better. And if you're new to CBD and you're not sure how much to take, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help you guide your personal experience. So join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. Become a member today by going to feels.com WMD and you will get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash W-M-D to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash W-M-D. By now you've heard me talk about Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. Well, I wanted to share some updates since using the custom formulas that Pro sent me. Spoiler alert, it is the real deal. It's a shame I'm not going anywhere these days because my hair looks amazing. It's shiny, it's smooth, it's soft. 
I really like their dry shampoo. It's a powder instead of a spray. So usually every time I've used dry shampoo in the past, you have to like spray your head and then leave the bathroom because you don't want to stand there inhaling all this like spray dry shampoo. But the pros dry shampoo, you just like pump this powder into your hair and then you're good to go. They also sent me this hair mask. It's like a conditioner that you put on before you get into the shower. And I use it when my hair has really been through the wringer with sun and the curling iron and the hair dryer. I use that and I'm right as rain. Pros knows there's more to you than just your hair type. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. They ask you questions about your eating habits, what you're doing with your hair every day, where you live. So I live in Southern California. So... I'm guessing that sun damage works into the equation when it comes to my hair care. And it's funny I say equation because they have an algorithm with over 50 billion formula combinations. And pros will determine a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. And it actually shows up with your name on it. So you know this is for you. They also have a review and refine feature which lets you tweak your formulas for any reason. Like if I move to Alaska or I start bleaching my hair or maybe my diet changes. And if you are not 100 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've had. They'll take the products back, no questions asked. But I do truly believe that you are going to love Pros. It's a healthy hair regimen with your name all over it, literally. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com WMD. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E, dot com slash WMD for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Allie, please, can you please tell me what has broken you? I would like to hear. Oh my gosh. I mean, well, we just talked about so many things that have been breaking me lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I would say, um, okay, this is like kind of a, uh, it's a pretty funny story. And now I laugh because I'm like, oh my God, really? That's what broke you? Like, especially now in the world, but it, it did before, <laughs> <laughs> before all of this. Um, <laughs> okay. I've got, I've got two. And one of them is pretty, um, I would say it's a uh, pretty vulnerable and I'm probably going to get a lot of like, Oh, you're a bad mom and shame and it's not, but whatever. We're, we're going to be really real here. Um, but we'll start with one, the other one first. Um, so the first one um, was, I was at an event back in the world when there were events in LA <laughs> and I was at one of my mom tribe events with fashion mom. I was one of my groups and I was super pregnant and, you know, it was like one of my last events before I knew I was going to kind of be cooped up, not at this level, but I was going to be more just kind of t- started to take it a little bit easier and be home. And so like, I, you know, got myself all glam, wore like a really cute dress to like accentuate the bump and cute shoes, glasses, whole nine yards. And I had Amelia cause you know, I'm out of my mind and figure oh, I'll take her to the event with me. And, um, <laughs> I think I I think I can see where this is going. <laughs> Why don't <laughs> right? I'll paint you, paint you a little picture? Uh, oh man! So, 
<laughs> and so, listen, we get in the car, we drive to LA because we live outside of LA, no traffic somehow, thank God, or like not anything crazy where we're like sitting and she's pissed off. Everything's cool. We get there. She's still good. She's happy. She took a little nap in the car. I get her a snack. I'm like, oh, good. Everything's good. Like, we're flowing. This is good. We'll be here for a little bit, and then we'll leave. Oh, no, 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 no. I get her in the stroller. Two seconds later, she has, like, a full meltdown, and she's not one to melt down. So I was like, what's the problem? What's going on? What's the problem? And I'm like, Amelia, I'm like, what's wrong? Talk to me. I'm tired. I'm like, okay, so she can nap in the stroller. It's okay. No, she's throwing a fit. She's kicking her shoes off. Of course, I put her in like a cute outfit. She's trying to like, you know, get out of it. I'm like, wait, oh, really quick, no. Allie, are you there yeah. alone or was, did your husband? Oh, no, 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 I'm there alone. I'm, I'm, I'm there alone. I, I straight up am out of my mind by myself. He was, I think he was at work. I was at an event. I took her. Wait, and, and what and said, kind of event are we talking? Like what, set the stage here. because. Oh. Okay, so it was a mom event. So, like, it wasn't unexpected to bring your child. Like, it was definitely optional if we wanted to or not. But it was a panel. Probably should have thought about that. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, but, like, my, my my tribe, you know, this mom tribe, they're very cool about, you know, they get it. Like, you know, bring your kid, you know, that kind of thing. And in my mind, like, she had been to other events. So, I'm like, oh, it's cool. I don't know if it was just, you know, it was a hot day because I was so pregnant and I was, like, so, you know, involved with my own shit I don't know what it was she was not feeling the vibes we got there it was like meltdown from the minute we got there I'll never forget she's in the stroller and she's flipping right like the like like wants to get out kicking and kicking I'm like strolling her out every two seconds so that you don't hear her flipping in the panel and I'm like oh my god I can't even listen to what's happening right now and by the way like I've got you know acid reflux like out the wazoo from my pregnancy I'm tired I'm you know I'm exhausted on heels like an asshole you know I mean I'm just like exhausted oh, you're heels. <laughs> oh god i can't even wear heels when i'm not pregnant and, and and if i'm not with a child oh my god listen i love my heels like i i'm i'm crazy but i love my freaking heels so i was like I'll, I'll be damned if i'm gonna be wearing you know flats so i'm i'm, I'm there in my heels and i'm like exhausted and you know she's flipping and i you know walk out and i'm like amelia please calm down mama has to listen to a little bit more i'll get you a snack and then we'll go home and she's like okay so i get her a snack and you know we're sitting there and she's quiet for a few minutes and then she and she starts throwing all the snack over the floor during the panel. And I'm trying to grab it and pick it up. And, you know, my other moms are sitting next to me laughing at me. They brought, you know, left their kids home. And Wait, now, you're just listening, right? You're not, like, on a stage. No, 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 no. I was not on a stage. I was oh listening. God. Oh, God, help me. No, 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 no. I was not that insane. I was sitting listening. But I was pretty close because I knew some of the speakers and this and that. And so she's throwing shit everywhere. And I'm looking at her. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm dripping, sweating, by the way, at this point. Because oh, I've been running and grabbing every thing and doing all the things and I'm sitting there looking at her and I'm like Amelia please I'm like I'm like just like calm down we're gonna leave soon uh you know starts kicking again starts getting all fussy and I'm like Amelia Amelia and she's like looks at me and I'm like Amelia I'm like what I'm like what do you need and she's like I want to get out I want to get out 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 and I'm like if I get you out um you have to sit here with me I should have known better like really Allie really I would uh, be saying this out loud is me laughing at myself so I unbuckle her and she takes off and goes yeah. running from the panel room. So I'm what? running in my heels like an asshole in my dress, running. And <laughs> I run out. I'm like literally like ready to strangle her at this point. I run out. I look at the, the photographer who was taking pictures to the event. And she's like, oh, she ran up the stairs. And I'm like, 
oh my God, you got to be kidding me. There's this whole flight of stairs in this building. Like I'm talking like massively high. There's no elevator. And I'm like, she went up the stairs and I'm so, I'm, and she's not even like, you know, I'm trying to think like how, how old was she? She was just maybe just, no, she wasn't two yet because the pandemic, no. So it was right before she was like two. So she wasn't even two yet. And she, which also means that her on stairs is probably that's like, that's my point of saying that. Like, it was like horrifying. What do you mean she would have all these stairs? And so I'm running up these stairs. I rip my heels off. I throw my heels. I don't even know where the hell I threw them. I run up the stairs and go up and grab her. And she will not come down. I'm picking her up. And she's holding onto the banister and screaming. And she's holding onto the stairs. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So now it's loud. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating with this huge bump. I'm like, can barely move. I'm trying to grab her. I'm trying to hold her. Like, I'm trying not to fall over and like, God forbid, fall on my belly. I mean, it was like, oh my God. I mean, it took like 20 minutes to finally coerce her down the stairs. I literally had to go step by step. Like she would not let me pick her up. So it was like, I stayed behind her as she went down each step. It was like, Oh my God. I was ready to like lose my mind. I finally get her down the stairs. I put her back in the stroller. I strap her in. I'm like, that's it. You're not getting out anymore. This is ridiculous. I'm like, you didn't, you know, I am so mad at you. I put her, you know, I like, you know, to the side, I go back in the panel. I'm like apologizing. I'm like, I gotta go. Like, there's no way I could be here. She's just way too much right now. And they're like, it's fine. You know, don't worry about it. You know, you, you do what you gotta do. And so I go to leave and I'm like, you know, strolling her out and she starts grabbing things as I'm moving the store <gasps> off the table and things are just flying off the table. And I'm like, oh my God. And I look at them and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's okay. Just go, just go. And I'm looking at them like, I'm so sorry. And I'm trying to pick things up as I'm grabbing them. And then by the way, this is even better. The photographer walks over to me and hands me my shoes because I forgot to put my shoes back on. And <laughs> and I'm just like I look like a freaking trainer can I just tell you I took like the most cute selfie of myself like in the car and then I look at myself when I get back in the car and it's like mascaras under my eyes my lips are all smeared I look like hot mess central my feet are swollen I'm a mess I think I have dirt on me from climbing up the stairs I mean it was like oh my god I went from like cute to hot mess train wreck like it was just OMG. And then getting her in the car with the whole production, like her. So, oh yeah. So back up. So now I have to go back down to the parking lot to put her in the car and the elevator is not working, of course, to go back down. Oh and so someone, I know I'm like, I'm, in, I'm crying at this point and I'm looking for someone and I'm like looking around, looking around, I'm trying to signal someone. And finally I find someone that works there and they're like, oh, sorry, the, ele- the re- main elevator is not working and the stairs are on the, all the way on the other side. It's kind of far for you. And I'm like, oh my God. And I like did not have the energy, Betsy, to like go all the way around. Well, oh my God, I- shit like that makes me so Oh my god! Because I I used to live in, in New York City and ha- would take ki- my kid to auditions, sometimes both of them, and I really relied on elevators because otherwise a stroller and little kids it was just a just insane. And I I wonder all the time about people who are in wheelchairs. How are they just they must go places and people are like, oh, I'm sorry, it's out of order. Oopsies. Like. It's a it's a huge pain in the ass for us, but I can't even imagine if that's your only option. Oh, 
No, it's, and you're right. It's like terrible. Like, how is that allowed? How do you not have something else to be able to like help? I mean, I, I looked at the guy and I was like, you're shitting me, right? And he's like, sorry, it's not working. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, could you help me like, then maybe get the shoulder down a different way? And he like looks at me like, oh, sorry, not my problem, lady. You know what I'm like? Oh my really? God. Really? He wouldn't I help know, you. Right? I know. And I'm like hugely pregnant. I mean, like this bump was not like hiding, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know, and I've got Amelia and the whole thing. So, okay. It gets better though. So I'm supposed to go around. He tells me to go all the way around to the other side and I'm exhausted. It's hot. She's pissed off. Everything's just a mess. And I'm like, there's no way I'm getting it to the other side. I got to figure out something else. So I go over to this other guy and I'm like, is there any other way besides walking all the way down there and walking around? And he's like, well, there's like the, um, what the hell are they called? The little, like, um, you know, the tiny little elevators, like uh, the freight elevators, the tiny little, the, oh yeah. So yeah, he's why like, was well, that fucking open for people? Right. So I said, I'm like, can I use that? And he's like, oh, I guess so. And I'm like, okay, thank you so much. I'm like, I really, really appreciate it. Like, I'm like, I, I really like, I, I just need to get her home, get out of the heat and stuff. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. I think he's like, I am, <laughs> I am so mad for you about that first guy who wouldn't help you and was just like, I don't know, like eat shit. Right, pretty much. Like, not my problem. It's your problem, you know? And so this guy, like, you know, he's like, all right, no problem, you know, whatever. Puts me on the freight elevator. Well, shit you not, the freight elevator stopped working halfway down. No, no, no. And oh yeah and we got stuck <laughs> going down and so here I am like now full-blown crying trying to like not I have my big sunglasses on so my daughter can't see I'm full-blown oh. crying because she's in a panic and I'm trying to pretend like everything's fine so I'm singing a song as I'm crying and trying to keep her calm to be like it's okay everything's good we're good we're good meanwhile I know we're stuck it's not moving <laughs> I know, right? I know. Cry, laugh, like, oh my God. And I'm like, and I'm like hitting the button. I'm hitting the button. Nothing's happening. I finally hit like the emergency button over and over and over again. And finally someone answers and they're like, yes. And I'm like, hi, we're stuck. It is not going up. It is not going down. Like we are just stuck in the middle. And he's like, all right, give me a second. Well, a second turns into like literally five minutes. And then finally this guy comes and he like resets it, brings it all the way back up. And he's like, I guess it's not working. And I'm like, oh my god i'm oh. like yes and so i'm like and now we're like late to the next thing i was supposed to get to of course because i'm an idiot and oh my god there was another thing to get to i know right that's what i'm saying i'm an idiot and i've scheduled something else that day because i'm in my mind i'm like oh you know we could just handle it sure okay and so <laughs> and so like come back up you thank god we get out of this freaking freight elevator because I was having a claustrophobic freaking moment and we get up there and he's like you're gonna have to go around so after all that I go all the way around and it's like freaking blocks on blocks on blocks Mm. and I get finally into the parking garage and I get in the parking garage and I get her out of the stroller and I put her in the car seat and she's asleep at the thank god at this point and so she's chill and now my stroller decides that it's not going to like fold up and go in the trunk. And no. I'm like, oh my God, I fold this folder, uh, this, this stroller like every day, like, come on. And it's just not happening. And I'm like, I'm about to leave this freaking stroller at this place. And I'm like trying to shove it in and shove it in, shove it in. And I, and I think this guy saw me like losing my mind and he's like, comes over and he's like, can I help you? My wife and I, can we help you? Like, you know, I'm like, 
Oh, yes. Thank you. Sure. Please help me. And, you know, and of course, part of me is like, no, don't help me because I'm like, no, I don't know you. You're a stranger. And then the other part no, of but me. But you are past that at this point. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I had that like split second of like, oh, my God, should I? And then it was like, OK, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, I need to get the hell out of here. And he did have his, you know, it seems like his wife and everything. And so I was like, OK. All right, okay. I do yeah. love, though, that it's like it, it's like, well, this could be Ted Bundy. But you know yes, what? It's exactly. been a bit right. of a day. <laughs> but um, yeah, OK, we're going to take the help uh, <laughs> oh my god and so he gets it in he it had gotten like something had gotten like locked or whatever on the wheel and so maybe feel better they like <sighs> took him a second and then he got it i think i was so worked up betsy that i couldn't like see that it was like locked or whatever and so yeah I was of course in. like you, know? you were oh. I was yeah, and you had pregnancy brain you had mom brain you had pregnancy brain you had flops exactly. wet. your your feet were hurt like that's awful. It was just, it was just like, I was just seeing red. I was having my own toddler hand from, it was just, it was just crazy. Um, and so it was just, you know, that all, and then I, you know, I finally get in the car and I remember I called my husband and I was like, Hey, we're not going to make it to the next event. <laughs> I'm going to come home. I'm going to give you Amelia. I need to lay down. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm exhausted. And he was just like, Oh, oh okay. Like let's, what's going on I was like ah I can't talk about it right now I'll tell you later when I come home like I just need to get home and so I cried and got in my bathtub and was just you know uh I just felt so broken by that whole moment and also I think by further broken by the fact that I couldn't handle uh oh excuse you Ivy. and I'm gonna oh, okay one second no worries Oh my gosh. I, I love, I love everything about that story. I'm so sorry that happened to you, but also I love, I love that you were, uh, that you were, you said to your husband, like, I'm, I'm done. Uh, this is what I need from you. This is what I need to give myself. And you like gave yourself what you needed, which, you know, we're not all always amazing at, but I also loved, I actually wrote down in front of me, pretending everything is fine and then at some point in your story you actually said I was pretending like everything everything is fine we think we're like told we're like sold this bill of goods right that we're supposed to be able to do everything and like if we can't do everything with grace and beauty that we're that we're like failing it's all right I'm just gonna pause for a minute What's wrong? Are you, getting, are you getting like anxiety for your, for my story? <laughs> but no, you're right. Everything is fine. And we pretend that, you know, everything is, you know, all good and happening. And it's like, that's just not <laughs> always the case. And, you know, and it's hard to voice like, hey, I just need to go lay down. or I just need to go get in the freaking bath or I just need to have a drink. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, we feel guilty that we're supposed to keep pretending everything's fine and everything's supposed to just keep going on. But it's like, but we feel broken. And then, you know, it's like, I think what broke me more, Betsy, about that whole situation was for me, it was like, oh my God, how am I going to be able to have two when I'm dealing with this, this pregnant and I have a toddler and this didn't go the way I thought it was going to today. And I think that's what really broke me. I mean, the story was intense in itself, but that night crying in the tub was the fact that it was like, wow, 
How yeah. am I going to freaking do this? You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it was such a breaking moment for me and like a, a learning moment, I guess, to be like, okay, well, guess what? You're not going to be all crazy trying to get yourself, you know, all together with heels, with this, with that. Like, it was a real, like, breaking moment, but, like, teaching moment. Yeah, you had it You had it in your mind how it was going to be. You were like, I'm going to be a fabulous mom who gets shit done, who, who shows up looking a certain way, uh, you know, glamorous and put together. I, you know, I'm going to show up with my daughter. She's not going to scream. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to do it all. And then it's such a, it's so hard when the universe is like, no bitch, you ain't. And uh, you're going to look a certain way that you do not want to look and things are not going to go the way you want. And you're not going to be able to do the things that you thought you could do or achieve, you know, in a certain way. It's it's really hard, especially when you are used to doing certain, you know, things a certain way and living a certain way. And sometimes motherhood is just like, no, you I've got other plans and the way you want to do shit, that's not how it's going to go down. And losing that control over your own life is is such a slap in the face. It is so difficult. It is. And it, and, it, and it breaks you, like, in a whole new way. Because, like, you know, it's like before, obviously, you have kids. Like, you could just make decisions, you know, as per you or as per your partner. And it's like, okay, this is my schedule and this is what it's going to be. And if I feel like doing this today I'll do this and if I feel like doing that I'll do that or if I need to get this done I will and it's like once you have kids it's like no sorry that does that changes everything goes out the window and it's up to them and like what they need and their schedule and like obviously that's what you sign up for in a sense but like do you really realize that until you actually have them because I know I freaking didn't like and I think that also broke me because I was just like you just said like I you know was used to being on camera and getting glam almost every day and running here running there and doing all these events and in my mind it was like well you know I'm gonna pop Amelia out and just you know go on and just do the next thing right and And we are led to believe that that is achievable and that's normal and that's what everyone else is doing and if you can't do that somehow you're a failure and all of that is so false Oh, so false. And the thing is, is like, you know, when I have conversations with moms who like actually really share like the realness, they're like, um, so I was up till like two in the morning writing my book because that was the only time that I actually could sit and write my book because that was the only time I had time by myself before my babies needed me. Like, you know, and it's like, oh, okay. So you did, you to in a sense, you did do it all and got done your superwoman, but like you sacrificed your own like sleep and exhaustion and everything else to be able to do the job that you wanted to do. Like, it's just, it's not like you just said, it's not what we're told and what we're shown. And like, you know, this is what it's going to be. It's like, no, like motherhood rocks your world. And then you have to figure out how to like be unrocked to like handle things on your own terms. And it's like, for me, like there's some days where it's like, you know, I'll get 15 minutes to do an email. and like, that's it. And then until the girls go to bed, then it's like, okay, now I'll check my emails and do this and do that. And I'm exhausted till midnight answering everything and doing what I need to do. And then there's some days where, you know, my girls are behaving and, you know, Amelia's playing with her toys and Arlie's sleeping and it's all good. And I'm like, cool, I'm gonna do a few emails. I'm gonna jump on a call. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. But I think the biggest thing for me with being like broken so many times is like realizing that like 
there's more breaking moments there than there are like actual, like that picture of like, look at me, I'm doing it all, I'm superhuman. It's like, no, mostly the universe is gonna break you over and over again, just to make sure you really realize like you're, what you're doing. And then every now and again, you'll get lucky where some, something will work out and you'll be like, oh my God, I freaking got it done. Yes, I am right there with you 100%. I've, I've said 100% so many times in this episode, Allie, it's, crazy band. <laughs> hey listen it's a hundred percent it's so funny because on my podcast I noticed I like I was listening to myself last night and I noticed I say the word appreciate constantly and I'm like wow I need a new word for appreciate I appreciate that I appreciate that. I'm like okay that sounds annoying I need something else <laughs> I totally get it yeah and I was just sitting here thinking about all of that too and thinking about how it's almost like I hope this doesn't sound crazy, but it's almost like women, mothers are are told that we can do everything. We're told that there's a certain standard of how we should be able to do everything. And when we inevitably fall short of that, because it is a, a falsehood and it is not a, a, attainable, um, that then we are we feel ashamed and we feel guilty and <clears throat> embarrassed and less than and it kind of like silences us right it silences us and then we don't feel comfortable exposing our own mess so then we pretend like we have it together which perpetuates that shame onto others do you know what i'm saying i completely know what you're saying and I mean, thank you for saying that because now I feel seen and heard. Like when I first had Amelia, you know, I like from her birth to like, you know, having her like in my mind, I had planned everything it was going to be. It was going to be a water birth. It was going to be a natural birth. It was going to be this, it was gonna be that. you know, the whole friigging nine yards. And, you know, I even had my husband get like flowers for the tub and the whole thing. You know? and, <laughs> and I was like convinced, you know, like this is how this is going to go. Cause like everybody gives birth and it's not a big deal. Uh, wrong. Uh, you know, my body, like Amelia, after 30 hours of unmedicated um, labor and, you know, powering through and everything, Amelia at like six centimeters decided she wasn't going to ascend anymore in the birth canal. And so we transferred to the hospital. I wound up on all kinds of drugs to try to help her come out. And I was so exhausted and so uncomfortable. And then fast forward after 42 hours, I wound up in a C-section. And so- yep. Tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yes. I mean, and that that is such like a great introduction to motherhood right there. It was like all the plans in the world won't change reality (laughs) there it goes you know and it was just like so intense and then what you were just saying about all that like then you know fast forward to then you know being a new mom and having Amelia and I was so like oh I'm gonna get myself you know glamour day still so I can do my stuff on social media and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and And I made myself insane so much so insane that I end up going through pretty heavy postpartum depression and like talk about something fucking breaking you and And something that people hide a lot of the time, you know? I totally hit it in the beginning. I completely hit it in the beginning because I was like, oh, this can't be like, uh, you know, there's no way. I'm a pretty happy person. Like, no, whatever. It's baby blues. It'll go away. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And it was just like, I not only was so 
shameful of myself, but also how you're saying it was pretending everything's fine and like continuing on because like this is what you're supposed to do in motherhood. That's exactly what I was doing. It was like, oh, just keep going, just keep going, keep playing the music, keep playing the music. Like, I was like, no, dude, that's like, that's not how it is. And like, you have to be healthy and be in a good place to be able to like function, let alone be a good mom. And so, I mean, that just broke me at a whole nother level. And I remember turning to my husband and saying, like, I feel like I'm mourning the freaking death of me. (gasps) Yes, girl. Yes. It is a death of your former self. Yes. And we, and we don't talk about that enough. And, and you it mourn it and you don't even know what it is. No, you don't. You have no clue because nobody tells you. No. Yes, of course, it's amazing having your baby. And yes, of course, it's amazing being a mom. But nobody tells you that like that old Allie or that old Betsy or whoever it is, that's not going to exist anymore. Like, yes. Completely change. And I've had so many moms like say to me, yes, they agree with me. And then I've had so many moms say to me like, that's terrible. That's not true. You don't ha- you don't have to lose yourself. And I'm like, look everybody's different. I'm not giving any kind of, you know, advice or spiel here. It's like, but if you feel that, like, if you really feel like you lost your sense of identity, you lost who you are, that shit is normal. Like it happens. There are so many moms I've talked to who are like, I have no idea who I am. I don't even remember half the things I do anymore. I couldn't even tell you what my favorite things to do are besides hanging out at home with my kid. And I'm like, yes, I, like, I've been there and I'm still there some days. There's some days where I'm like, what did I want to do for myself today? I don't even remember. Forget about it. Like, it's just, you give so much to your kids or your child that it's like, you don't, you don't realize that like, you do feel like you lose yourself and like, you do feel so broken. And I just like, want to make that so freaking clear that it is fucking normal. And like, don't feel shameful if you feel that way, because like, I really believe like we're reborn as well. Yes. yes. It's like, we're a piece. It's like, we're a piece of pottery. <laughs> I'm sure this is the most basic metaphor. It's like we're the, a piece of pottery and and then we, you know, we paint ourselves and we mold ourselves and we're like, this is how I am. This is what I'm all about. And then having children, it it just shatters that sense of self and it sort of flings all of those pieces to every corner. And even, you know, and I feel like after you have uh after you give birth or after your your baby shows up uh you know you you put those pieces back together but they will never fit exactly the same way you are forever changed you are a different human and we're all led to believe that like oh just bounce back from pregnancy or you know you're going to put all the pieces back together back as if nothing ever happened and that's such bullshit and it really undermines the power of the process of motherhood it it shakes you and to your core and it ought to it's crazy that we need to pretend like oh my body never changed and and my eye never changed like honestly how how does it not change you in in every cellular way it does. And by the way, thank you for saying fuck the bounce back. Like I, I am so over people say, oh, you'll bounce back. Oh, you bounce back. No, 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 no. Like for most, the bounce back doesn't exist and stop trying to hold us to this, you know, society of like, this is what it's going to be. Because for most of us, that's just not the case. And then we feel horrible about ourselves when we can't bounce back because I was in that position after having my C-section. And I was like, what the fuck? Why can I not get 
to where I was before. And that's because all I heard was bounce back, bounce back, bounce, bounce back. It's like, no, just like we're reborn. Can we just move forward and like yeah. figure it out from there and not go backwards? Yes to all of that. Yeah. Seriously. It's just, but it, it is, it's so breaking. Like you said, all of it is so breaking. And I think that, you know, like for me, I've learned that like, I have to sometimes tell myself like, it's okay if I feel broken. Like that's just, that's just part of the freaking job. Yeah, it is. And that's okay. It is okay to not be okay. Allie, was there another story that you wanted to tell before you, uh, before we finished up? Cause I want to make sure you get a chance to tell it if you wanted to tell another story. I feel like oh, you had mentioned something about I have such a baby brain. What was I going to tell? You, you were like, um, I have another story that might make people uh, hate me. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. This is not, this is not a funny one. And this was a breaking moment for me. Okay. Um, so basically I was, you know, pregnant, had my daughter, Amelia. I was going to the chiropractor um, every, every week, um, sometimes twice a week because I was so uncomfortable. And she was also helping me, um, be able to ha- hopefully have my V back, which thank God I did get with Arlie. And hey, congratulations. So, thank you. That was, that was a nice little blessing out of the pandemic. Like, holy crap, I got my V back during this insane time. Oh, so um, for people <laughs> listening who don't know what a V back is, it is oh, yeah. after you have a C-section, you know, Ellie, you explain it because I have not had one and you have, you tell what it is. The verbiage is vaginal birth after a C-section. Basically you, you find a doctor, you find a provider, whoever that, you know, believes your body can basically have that trial of labor to be able to then push the baby out. And so um, my chiropractor basically was adjusting me and adjusting my hips because we believe that was one of the issues with Amelia and making sure I was really aligned and everything was good so that hopefully if I was in the right position, I could get early out, which thank God after, you know, my C-section, I really, really wanted to experience a natural birth. Another thing that truly broke me personally was having a C-section. I know some people choose it and that's fine for me. It really broke me. And I really wanted to know that I could experience a vaginal birth. And so for our, can I ask you like, about that, Ellie? Yeah, sure. I, I know that with a lot of my um, friends and a lot of women that I've spoken to who have had C-sections, a lot of them have had feelings of um, like shame or feelings of less than because they didn't feel like either from internally or I think more likely outside forces, they have been led to feel as if they're as if their labor and delivery was not valid or not real or not like natural. Does that make sense? Did, was this part of your totally. feeling? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, look, I, for me, you know, I was unmedicated for, you know, 30 hours and I felt so, as much as it was so intense, I felt so in control of like my body and my baby and what was oh. happening and being able to be like, oh, look at me, like I'm a badass, I can handle this kind of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, getting transferred to the hospital, I felt like I lost all control. Everyone's saying I'm in all these medications. I can't even move. I'm stuck in bed, you know, and I'm like, holy crap. I went from feeling totally empowered, you know, unnatural, you know, intense, but like still in control to being completely out of control on massive drugs, can't move out of my bed and, you know, eventually being cut open. And that was really freaking hard for me was to, to, to swallow the fact that I wasn't able to get to 
what I wanted to, and then ended up having, you know, my C-section. And I understand that, of course, you know, it's a beautiful thing because God forbid you can't get your baby out or, you know, you have something going on and you need that, or you choose that, whatever it is. But for me, I just really, really wanted to experience the vaginal birth. And so when they cut me open to me, I just felt so broken. Like, Mm -hmm. what the heck? Why can't my body do this? Why am I failing? Like, I'm already failing. I'm not even a mom yet. Like, it was just like, for me, it was a flood of emotions all in that moment. So it's like, I think it's like, you know, whatever you're feeling, whether you have a vaginal or C-section, if it feels a certain way to you, like, then that's just how it feels to you. Like, you know, it's like that, that's your experience. That's your perspective. And only we know our own bodies and our own minds. So it's like, I always tell people when they say to me, like, well, I don't feel like I really experienced my birth or I'm like, I I feel for all those people, no matter way they had their baby because it's like I feel like for all of us that's the other thing is like birth breaks you in a whole new way too like you have no idea what it's going to be like and it's like we all survive this crazy car accident and survive yes and it, it is totally like a car accident yes your whole body is like whether it's vaginal or it's a freaking c-section your whole body is like you know goes through all this craziness and brokenness and, and then all of a sudden there's this beautiful baby and it's like you're celebrating this beautiful baby but your whole body's broken like, yes after my first baby was born I did not realize I did not anticipate how sore my whole body would feel like every single part of me just from the tension and the pushing and like the contractions, my whole, like my neck, everything was so sore. I think oh also God, you just, you, you just said so the word sore. fail, which I think was really like, that's the word that I hear from, from my friends um, and other moms who have had C-sections that they felt like it was a failure somehow that their body you know, and you hear about this with like women who struggle with breastfeeding as well. Like, oh, I failed somehow. My body won't do the thing that it's supposed to do. It's it's supposed to push a baby out of the birth canal. It's supposed to, you know. Uh, That's the thing though, right? Society tells us that, you know, like as a, as a new mom, like you're going to be able to breastfeed. You're going to be able to push the baby out. You're going to be able to do all these things. And, and I do think like we should empower other women and moms like I do on my social like let people know like listen I struggled but I was able to get there so that they have the empowerment if they want to try that they can but there needs to be a realistic you know note of like it's also may just not happen and like that's just not that doesn't mean you're like a failure it's just whatever happens happens and our babies really do ultimately control what goes on in our births and everything it's really not necessarily just up to our bodies up to our babies and so it's like you have to let go of that but I know that feeling of feeling just like failure because after I had Amelia I remember just like turning to Justin and being like what the hell like why couldn't I get her out like yeah. what like why you know what I mean and he was yeah. just like but she's here and she's beautiful and she's healthy and I was like yes and I agree with all those things but I was so broken because I was like but I but I couldn't do it like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't make it happened. And he was just like, it's, you know, and he kept saying to me, like, he would try to remind me when I get really upset about my scar and I would cry looking at my Mm. scar. And he would say like, Al, like, like, that's the door that gave us Amelia. Like, that's, 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 you know, and I'm like, I know what you're saying, but I still felt so broken. So I feel for so many moms that feel that failure feeling because I did too. And that's why for me, you know, that be back with Arlie, I think it wasn't just about the fact that I could actually physically push her out. There was just so much in my mind of feeling broken that it just Mm -hmm. healed me in so many ways. 
Yeah. I love that he called it the door. That's beautiful. I know, right? I know. It was, it was, it was honestly like he's not a, a mushy guy, and it was a mushy moment. You know, it was like it was really, um, it was really sweet, and it's true. And it's like, it's like we're not failures. You know, breastfeed, don't breastfeed. You know, C-section, not C-section. Like you're a mom. Like you know, like you're, you're you as long as you're taking care of your child and they're you know surviving and and you know and and you know fed and, and doing all the things like then you're doing a great job. And I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit of like, it's so freaking hard being a mom. Like you and I said, like you feel broken so many times throughout the day, throughout the night, just every single moment that you have to remember, like you're doing a freaking great job from the minute they come to as you're raising them. And I I have to remind myself of that shit all the time. Every time I feel that broken feeling, every time I feel super upset with myself or shameful or whatever it is, I'm like, okay, no, but, but they're, they're okay. They're, they're, they're doing well. Like that's all that matters. Yes. And it's so important to remember, to remind yourself that. And, um, you know, we've had, we had band of mothers, uh, on, uh, Tracy oh my God, I love and Shana. Yes. yes. And one, on my show. They've come on your show. Yes. I love them. They're so, they're amazing. I love them. And in their live show, um, the pump and dump show, one yes. thing they do is in the middle of the show, they, they say to everyone, hey, everyone, I want you to text a mom friend of yours right now and just tell her that she's doing an awesome job. And and that has really guided me in in this experience of having this podcast. But also, you know, it's a good thing to remember that, you know, I would encourage anyone listening right now to do that. Just take a second text a mom friend of yours and just remind her that she's doing a great job because I think we all need to hear it all the time but anyway Allie please continue your story because we got oh I'm totally fine mom life right we get on all kinds of tangents um so yeah and I agree with you like just just keep reminding yourself you're doing a great job so and I had to do that by the way in this moment what happened so when after I went to the chiropractor and I got um, Amelia back in her um, car seat and we were getting all set to go and my BMW locked while she was in it. <gasps> and, oh yeah. And How? I started, I, you, you tell me, I called BMW screaming, cursing. It was some kind of malfunction. They said they shouldn't have done that because my keys were literally like um, sitting like on my, um, on my seat and <gasps> I had my front door open and so I thought if my front door, like my door was open, then like I would be able to get into my freaking vehicle, right? Because I had done that before. Because I put my stuff down, like I loaded the diaper bag in the, you know, the passenger seat. My keys were right there, like all my stuff. I had Amelia's water, I had her food, I gave her all her stuff. And I, you know, I um, went to walk over to the other side because the front door, my door, my driver's seat was open when I went over to it to get her in and somehow it locked and they were like well the keys must have somehow sent a signal to like lock the car and I was like okay well my daughter is in that car and so I obviously couldn't leave my vehicle because my I'm standing there looking at her and I'm trying to keep her calm and just be like mama's gonna get in a second I'm getting a second I'm like crying thank god you had your phone thank god your phone wasn't in the car oh my gosh I know I don't even know how I didn't throw it in the car I know and so I um I call my chiropractor she comes running out and she's like okay you know let let me call like you know the police department they call the fire department like let me see like what we can do and so I'm standing there the whole time 
with Amelia. Thank God also, it wasn't hot out, but thank God also the window um, was also um, cracked because oh, I had cracked it before I had gotten in the car. I know, right? And I'm standing there like trying not to be hysterical and I call my husband and the whole thing. And they came, the fire department come. I'm like mortified. People are looking at me from all angles, all over the street, staring at me. Like, look at this freaking mom. And I'm just standing there like, hysterical and they come and you know in two seconds they use their tool and they get it open and they you know and they check and they check her and she's you know she's totally fine she wasn't even thank god she wasn't even crying she wasn't even phased she was just sitting there and they were like you, you know they're like everything's fine are you okay is she okay and i'm like and they're like she seems fine everything seems fine they're like you know obviously be very careful and i'm like no i'm like i'm i'm mortified i'm i'm, I'm disgusted with myself and they're like listen accidents happen but i was so upset at myself and I was so angry at myself that like I allowed that to even happen and put myself and her in that position and I was just like I was so down on myself and that moment really broke me because I I wasn't even busy like it's not like I was texting it's not like I wasn't you know present it's not like I was doing anything like I was literally just getting her in the car getting myself together and leaving and like that happened and it was just like holy crap like I was so upset that's why I say like I know people are gonna be like oh my god how did you do that like what the hell what do you but mean why would anyone say that though because I feel like to me in my mind like that shamefulness we just talked about yeah like, how did you let that happen like why did you put your keys on that seat like why you know what I mean because uh. in my mind my door was always open I've done that in my own driveway and my door stays open and so it was like some kind of malfunction, but I'll tell you what, I never do that again. My keys are now always either in my hand or on the top of the freaking hood. Like I never put them down now because I don't trust that not to happen, even though supposedly it was fixed. Yeah. And it was well, a bl- anyone who, moment. anyone who shames you for that is a dick because like, unless you're a psychopath, no one would ever do that on purpose. Like it was, an- I was. <laughs> losing my shit I mean I was crying I was trying to figure out like literally before the fire department came I was trying to like figure out to get my hand like in the window more to like push it down to like you know like get her I mean I was just I was in total panic mode like I was like oh my god I am such a bad mom how did I let this happen holy shit like it was like talk about all the guilt all the shame and how you were just saying about you're doing like a good job and like we're all doing a good job I had to remind myself that like a hundred times that night next day because I was so mad at myself I was so upset I was so angry about the situation and like thank god she was so fine she didn't even seem phased by it she didn't even realize it happened but I felt like such an asshole like I told my husband I'm like I'm like I feel like the worst mom like the worst mom Allie I'm so sorry that happened to you and I'm so sorry that you feel you that you still you know that you feel I don't know like, oh, like there's any good. part of that that could be up for judgment or oh, that's awful. Like that to me, awful. that's an awful thing that happened to you, but it is not, you know, like you didn't Thank orchestrate you. that. I mean, it was breaking. It was breaking and it was, it was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was hard <laughs> for sure. And uh, oh. I'll never, ever not put my keys down again. I'll have my keys in my hand. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. That is such an incredibly scary experience. I'm so sorry that happened to you. And I'm so glad the window was, uh, uh, I'm so glad you had your phone and I'm so glad the window was cracked open. Oh, I know. Trust me. I thought about all that. Like, what if I didn't have this? What if I didn't have that? I know. 
I was, yeah, it was, it was intense. It was, that, that definitely was a moment that I wanted to chug a bottle of wine and I couldn't because I was pregnant. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> it was like, oh my God, if there's any moment I want to drink this whole pregnancy, it's right now and I can't do it. <laughs> and like pretend it's a friggin' spritzer and get over it. Like, uh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Allie, you, you were doing and you are still doing right now a, a great job. You're doing a great job job and oh my gosh it was it's been so awesome getting to talk to you thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so much for having me it was so much fun and I love this just sharing like the realness of motherhood there's just so much fluff (laughs) and there's just so much nonsense out there and it's like dude whatever whatever works for you whatever works for you but it's like let's just be real this shit is hard we're all in the trenches together whether they're little, they're bigger, like we're all dealing with so much. And especially right now in the world right now, like just give yourself some freaking grace and like be allowed to be broken. It's okay. Yep. You know what I'm going to say? 100%. Uh, <laughs> Allie, where can people find you? You, you where, What's the name of your podcast? Where, where can they follow you? All that good stuff. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Betsy. This is awesome. This is like literally like made my day. Um, so you can find me and follow me at Allie Living Design, A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E Design on all social platforms. Um, you can hit up my blog and check out anything I post on motherhood, fashion, lifestyle, AllieLevine.com. Um, we also didn't mention that I, uh, I'm a stylist, so I am doing remote styling stuff from home. So if you're needing that, you can either DM me or you can go to AllieLevineStyling.com and I'll take care of you remotely in your home. Well, um, if you have a, a event, oh, this is very yes. exciting. Oh, yes. I will take care of you regardless if we can't be IRL. Uh, my podcast, obviously, anywhere you listen to this amazing podcast, you can find mine. It's Stripped Down with Allie Levine. Um, it's actually going through a rebrand right now, so the name will be changing, but you'll be able to find me. Just search my podcast, Allie Levine. And um, what else? I mean, I love to talk to people in my community. Like, come say hey. You know, let me know you found me from this show. Um, I love to connect with their moms and you know have them help them share their truths and be able to be cool about being real and raw. That's what you'll find when you find me on my platforms. It's very, it's very real and raw. So prepare, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> well, beautiful. I think if anyone's listening to this show, they're they're down with that shit. <laughs> Yeah, right? that's why they're here. A little bit more of that, I think. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you listening, thank you so much for joining us in this podcast episode. I still don't know how I'm ending the show these days because um, Amanda always ends the show. I got to fucking figure Aww. If anyone has any ideas, please send them my way. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I would just say, like, for me, in my opinion, listening to your show, like, Hey, if you, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, a story to share or, you know, a broken moment, whether you want to share it or you need to just hear it, come listen and feel broken with the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Well, for, for you listening at home, just just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. 
Hey, Rachel, Oscar. Yeah, Claire? Claire? Do you love Disney movies? Uh Uh-huh. Have you seen them all? Not Not all all of them. them. What do you guys think if we watch them all in chronological order and then talk about them? Ooh. Oh, and what if we could talk about it with some of our favorite friends? (gasps) I love that. Yeah, what if we do it inside the Disney Vault? You know, that's the name of our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media. Yeah, check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to yours. That's Inside the Disney Vault. Let's go. Campfire.